section two masterpieces of negro eloquence edited by alice dunbar nelson this librivox recording is in the public domain toussaint louverture and the haitian revolutions by james mccune smith m a m d ladies and gentlemen whilst the orgies of the french revolution thrust forward a being whose path was by rivers of blood the horrors of santo domingo produced one who was pre-eminently a peacemaker to saint louverture in estimating the character of to saint louverture regard must be paid not to the enlightened age in which he lived but to the rank in society from which he sprang a rank which must be classed with a remote and elementary age of mankind born forty-seven years before the commencement of the revolt he had reached the prime of manhood a slave with a soul uncontaminated by the degradation which surrounded him living in a state of society where worse than polygamy was actually urged we find him at this period faithful to one wife the wife of his youth and the father of an interesting family linked with such tender ties and enlightened with some degree of education which his indulgent master m boyu had given him he fulfilled up to the moment of the revolt the duties of a christian man in slavery at the time of the insurrection in which he took no part he continued in the peaceable discharge of his duties as coachman and when the insurgents approached the estate whereon he lived he accomplished the flight of m bayou whose kind treatment part of this kindness was teaching this slave to read and write he repaid by forwarding to him produce for his maintenance while in exile in these united states having thus faithfully acquitted himself as a slave he turned towards the higher destinies which awaited him as a free man with a mind stored with patient reflection upon the biographies of men the most eminent in civil and military affairs and deeply versed in the history of the most remarkable revolutions that had yet occurred amongst mankind he entered the army of the insurgents under jean francois this chief rapidly promoted him to the offices of physician to the forces aide-de-camp and colonel jean francois in alliance with the spaniards maintained war at this time for the cause of royalty while serving under this chief toussaint beheld another civil war agitating the french colony on one side the french commissioners who had acknowledged the emancipation of the slaves maintained war for the republic on the other side the old noblesse or planters fought under the royal banner having called in the aid of the british forces in order to re-establish slavery and the ancient regime in this conflict unmindful of their solemn oaths against the decree of the fifteenth of may seventeen ninety one the whites of both parties including the planters hesitated not to fight in the same ranks shoulder to shoulder with the blacks caste was forgotten in the struggle for principles 
at this juncture jean francois accompanied by his principal officers and possessed of all the honours and emoluments of a captain-general in the service of his catholic majesty retired to spain leaving toussaint at liberty to choose his party almost immediately joining that standard which acknowledged and battled for equal rights to all men he soon rendered signal service to the commissioners by driving the spaniards from the northern and by holding the british at bay in the eastern part of the island for these services he was raised to the rank of general by the french commander at porto Pais, general lavaux a promotion which he soon repaid by saving that veteran's life under the following circumstances the lot a mulatto general envious of the honours bestowed on toussaint treacherously imprisoned general lavaux in cape francois immediately upon hearing this fact toussaint hastened to the cape at the head of ten thousand men and liberated his benefactor and at the very moment of his liberation a commission arrived from france appointing general lavaux governor of the colony his first official act was to proclaim toussaint his lieutenant this is the black said lavaux predicted by raynal and who is destined to avenge the outrages committed against his whole race a remark soon verified for on his attainment of the supreme power toussaint avenged those injuries by forgiveness as an acknowledgment for his eminent services against the british and against the mulattoes who inflamed with all the bitterness of caste had maintained a sanguinary war under their great leader Rigeaud, in the southern part of the colony the commissioners invested toussaint with the office and dignity of general-in-chief of santo domingo from that moment began the full development of the vast and versatile genius of this extraordinary man standing amid the terrible because hostile fragments of two revolutions harassed by the rapacious greed of commissioners upon commissioners who successfully dispatched from france hid beneath a republican exterior a longing after the spoils with an army in the field accustomed by five years experience to all the license of civil war toussaint with a giant hand seized the reins of government reduced these conflicting elements to harmony and order and raised the colony to nearly its former prosperity his lofty intellect always delighting to effect its object rather by the tangled mazes of diplomacy than by the strong arm of physical force yet maintaining a steadfast and unimpeached adherence to truth his word and his honour general maitland commander of the british forces finding the reduction of the island to be utterly hopeless signed a treaty with toussaint for the evacuation of all the posts which he held toussaint then paid him a visit and was received with military honours after partaking of a grand entertainment he was presented by general maitland in the name of his majesty with a splendid service of plate and put in possession of the government house which had been built and furnished by the english bonaparte on becoming first consul sent out the confirmation of toussaint as commander-in-chief who with views infinitely beyond the short-sighted and selfish vision of the commissioners proclaimed a general amnesty to the planters who had fled during the revolutions 
earnestly invited their return to the possession of their estates and with a delicate regard to their feelings decreed that the epithet emigrant should not be applied to them many of the planters accepted the invitation and returned to the peaceful possession of their estates in regard to the army of toussaint general lacroix one of the planters who returned affirms that never was a european army subjected to a more rigid discipline than that which was observed by the troops of toussaint yet this army was converted by the commander-in-chief into industrious labourers by the simple expedient of paying them for their labour when he restored many of the planters to their estates there was no restoration of their former property in human beings no human being was to be bought or sold severe tasks flagellations and scanty food were no longer to be endured the planters were obliged to employ their labourers on the footing of hired servants and under this system says lacroix the colony advanced as if by enchantment towards its ancient splendour cultivation was extended with such rapidity that every day made its progress more perceptible all appeared to be happy and regarded toussaint as their guardian angel in making a tour of the island he was hailed by the blacks with universal joy nor was he less a favourite of the whites toussaint having effected a bloodless conquest of the spanish territory had now become commander of the entire island performing all the executive duties he made laws to suit the exigency of the times his egeria was temperance accompanied with a constant activity of body and mind the best proof of the entire success of his government is contained in the comparative views of the exports of the island before the revolutions and during the administration of toussaint bear in mind that before the revolution there were four hundred and fifty thousand slave labourers working with a capital in the shape of buildings mills fixtures and implements which had been accumulating during a century under toussaint there were two hundred and ninety thousand free labourers many of them just from the army or the mountains working on plantations that had undergone the devastation of insurrection and a seven years war in consequence of the almost entire cessation of official communication with france and for other reasons equally good toussaint thought it necessary for the public welfare to frame a new constitution for the government of the island with the aid of m pascal abbe moliere and marigny he drew up a constitution and submitted the same to a general assembly convened from every district and by that assembly the constitution was adopted it was subsequently promulgated in the name of the people and on the first of july eighteen o one the island was declared to be an independent state in which all men without regard to complexion or creed possessed equal rights this proceeding was subsequently sanctioned by napoleon bonaparte whilst first consul in a letter to toussaint he says we have conceived for you esteem and we wish to recognize and proclaim the great services you have rendered the french people if their colours fly on santo domingo it is to you and your brave blacks that we owe it called by your talents and the force of circumstances to the chief command you have terminated the civil war put a stop to the persecutions of some ferocious men and restored to honour the religion and the worship of god from whom all things come the situation in which you were placed surrounded on all sides by enemies and without the mother country being able to succour or sustain you 
has rendered legitimate the articles of that constitution although toussaint enforced the duties of religion he entirely severed the connection between church and state he rigidly enforced all the duties of morality and would not suffer in his presence even the approach to indecency of dress or manner modesty said he is the defence of woman the chief nay the idol of an army of one hundred thousand well-trained and acclimated troops ready to march or sail where he wist toussaint refrained from raising the standard of liberty in any one of the neighbouring island at a time when had he been fired with what men term ambition he could easily have revolutionized the entire archipelago of the west but his thoughts were bent on conquest of another kind he was determined to overthrow an error which designing and interested men had craftily instilled into the civilized world a belief in the natural inferiority of the negro race it was the glory and the warrantable boast of toussaint that he had been the instrument of demonstrating that even with the worst odds against them this race is entirely capable of achieving liberty and of self-government he did more by abolishing caste he proved the artificial nature of such distinctions and further demonstrated that even slavery cannot unfit men for the full exercise of all the functions which belong to free citizens some situations of trust were filled by free negroes and mulattoes who had been in respectable circumstances under the old government but others were occupied by negroes and even by africans who had recently emerged from the lowest condition of slavery but the bright and happy state of things which the genius of toussaint had almost created out of elements the most discordant was doomed to be of short duration for the dark spirit of napoleon glutted but not satiated with the glory banquet afforded at the expense of europe and africa seized upon this the most beautiful and happy of the hesperides as the next victim of its remorseless rapacity with the double intention of getting rid of the republican army and reducing back to slavery the island of haiti he sent out his brother-in-law general leclerc with twenty-six ships of war and twenty-five thousand men like leonidas of thermopylae or the bruce of bannockburn toussaint determined to defend from thraldom his sea-girt isle made sacred to liberty by the baptism of blood on the twenty eighth of january eighteen o two leclerc arrived off the bay of samana from the promontory of which toussaint in anxious alarm beheld for the first time in his life so large an armament we must all perish said he all france has come to santo domingo but this despondency passed away in a moment and then this man who had been a kindly treated slave prepared to oppose to the last that system which he now considered worse than death it is impossible after so long a tax on your patience to enter on a detailed narration of the conflict which ensued the hour of trial served only to develop and ennoble the character of toussaint who rose with misfortune above the allurements of rank and wealth which were offered as the price of his submission and the very ties of parental love he yielded to the loftier sentiment of patriotism on the second of february a division of leclerc's army commanded by general rochambeau an old planter landed at fort dauphin and ruthlessly murdered many of the inhabitants freedmen who unarmed had been led by curiosity to the beach in order to witness the disembarkation of the troops christophe one of the generals of toussaint commanding at cape francois having resisted the menaces and the flattery of leclerc 
reduced that ill-fated town to ashes and retired with his troops into the mountains carrying with him two thousand of the white inhabitants of the cape who were protected from injury during the fierce war which ensued having full possession of the plain of the cape leclerc with a proclamation of liberty in his hand in march following re-established slavery with all its former cruelties this treacherous movement thickened the ranks of toussaint who thenceforward so vigorously pressed his opponent that as a last resort leclerc broke the shackles of the slave and proclaimed liberty and equality to all the inhabitants of santo domingo this proclamation terminated the conflict for the time christophe and dessalines general officers and at length toussaint himself capitulated and giving up the command of the island to leclerc he retired at the suggestion of that officer to enjoy rest and the sweet endearments of his family circle on one of his estates near gonives at this place he had remained about one month when without any adequate cause leclerc caused him to be seized and to be placed on board of a ship of war in which he was conveyed to france where without trial or condemnation he was imprisoned in a loathsome and unhealthy dungeon unaccustomed to the chill and damp of this prison-house the aged frame of toussaint gave way and he died in this meagre outline of his life i have presented simply facts gleaned for the most part from the unwilling testimony of his foes and therefore resting on good authority the highest encomium on his character is contained in the fact that napoleon believed that by capturing him he would be able to re-enslave haiti and even this encomium is if possible rendered higher by the circumstances which afterward transpired which showed that his principles were so thoroughly disseminated among his brethren that without the presence of toussaint they achieved that liberty which he had taught them so rightly to estimate the capture of toussaint spread like wildfire through the island and his principal officers again took the field a fierce and sanguinary war ensued in which the french gratuitously inflicted the most awful cruelties on their prisoners many of whom having been hunted with bloodhounds were carried in ships to some distance from the shore murdered in cold blood and cast into the sea their corpses were thrown by the waves back upon the beach and filled the air with pestilence by which the french troops perished in large numbers leclerc having perished by pestilence his successor rochambeau when the conquest of the island was beyond possibility became the cruel perpetrator of these bloody deeds thus it will be perceived that treachery and massacre were begun on the side of the french i place emphasis on these facts in order to endeavour to disabuse the public mind of an attempt to attribute to emancipation the acts of retaliation resorted to by the haitians in imitation of what the enlightened french had taught them in two daily papers of this city there were published a year since a series of articles entitled the massacres of santo domingo the massacres are not attributable to emancipation for we have proved otherwise in regard to the first of them the other occurred in eighteen o four twelve years after the slaves had disenthralled themselves fearful as the letter may have been it did not equal the atrocities previously committed on the haitians by the french and the massacre was restricted to the white french inhabitants whom dessalines the robespierre of the island suspected of an attempt to bring back slavery with the aid of a french force yet hovering in the neighbourhood and if we search for the cause of this massacre we may trace it to the following source nations which are pleased to term themselves civilized have one sort of faith which they hold to one another and another sort which they entertain towards people less advanced in refinement the faith which they entertain towards the latter is very often treachery 
in the vocabulary of the civilized it was treachery towards toussaint that caused the massacre of santo domingo it was treachery towards osceola that brought bloodhounds into florida general rochambeau with the remnant of the french army having been reduced to the dread necessity of striving to appease the calls of hunger by feeding on horses mules and the very dogs that had been employed in hunting down and devouring the negroes evacuated the island in the autumn of eighteen o three and haiti thenceforward became an independent state ladies and gentlemen i have now laid before you a concise view of the revolutions of haiti in the relation of cause and effect and i trust you will now think that so far from being scenes of indiscriminate massacre from which we should turn our eyes in horror these revolutions constitute an epoch worthy of the anxious study of every american citizen among the many lessons that may be drawn from this portion of history is one not unconnected with the present occasion from causes to which i need not give a name there is gradually creeping into our otherwise prosperous state the incongruous and undermining influence of caste one of the local manifestations of this unrepublican sentiment is that while eight hundred children chiefly of foreign parents are educated and taught trades at the expense of all the citizens colored children are excluded from these privileges with a view to obviate the evils of such an unreasonable proscription a few ladies of this city by their untiring exertions have organized an asylum for colored orphans their zeal in this cause is infinitely beyond all praise of mine for their deeds of mercy are smiled on by him who has declared that whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water shall in no wise lose her reward were any further argument needed to urge them on in their blessed work i would point out to them the revolutions of haiti where in the midst of the orgies and incantations of civil war there appeared as a spirit of peace the patriot the father the benefactor of mankind to saint louverture a freedman who had been taught to read while in slavery End of section two